Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the saucy voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. And it's time now for the food show and uh, to help us and go beyond help us. Uh, it, she's everything for doing all things all the time. It's, uh, it's Mary Yui. No, excuse me. I didn't mean Ta-da-da-da. that. Ta-da. It's uh, it's Marianne is here. My wife. Hi, everyone. Hello, Mary. A little and bit more voice today uh, than yeah. on Friday. How's your throat? You it's and fine. Everybody. Yeah. It's fine, but it was a rough weekend and a really rough show on Friday. If you heard the show, you'd say stay away from me, which a lot of people did when I saw them on Thursday and Friday night. What were you talking about? That was my voice was so yeah. raspy and oh. froggy. Some people find that sexy. Yeah. Yeah. What um, do you think? I think I wish I felt better. <laughs> Forget the voice. Uh, yeah. I'm okay with my voice in its natural state. It doesn't have yeah. to be lowered. Anyway, hello, everyone. Happy Monday to you. Happy Monday. Is it Monday? Monday, I- the 27th of uh, January. Gone. Mm. Poof. January. Imagine that. I mean, I just can't believe Christmas was over a month ago. You you could never mm-hmm. tell it in our house because we don't take our decorations down anytime soon. What are you saying, Doug? Uh, we have uh, somebody on. Already? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, put your headphones on, he's saying. I know. All right, That's who fine. do we have? Uh, it's, um, well, it wasn't Mary. We know that. Marshall, Marshall. is here. Marshall, welcome to the food show. Hello, Marshall. Hello, how are y'all? Well, we're, we're just starting the program today, and that means it's going to be a little better than usual. So uh, here we are. I have a question. Maybe Ask you me. know about this. Maybe you don't. Are you well, aware that Dick and Jenny's has changed ownership? Which, well, uh, from from Mervyn or is Mervyn? Merlin. 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 Owns. Merlin, yeah. From Merlin or to Merlin? Because, no, yes, no, Merlin, on the to Merlin. Merlin still, unfortunately, Merlin still owns it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I went there for dinner on Friday night and had a very unappetizing meal experience there. You did. Mm. Uh-huh. Yes, disappointing to say the least. We okay. we were there about a year. Like okay, six no, months. we were there about six months ago. It's been did a- you did you know that uh, Merlin was there? Because we didn't until we got there. <laughs> No, I didn't know until we got the menu, and Merlin's name was on top of the menu. Uh-huh. Mm. So I had been to Dick and Jenny's last year for Mardi Gras, and it was actually pretty good. But, uh, uh. you know, just a, one fiasco after another with the oh, meal really? that we had there on What Friday happened? Night. Because when we were there, um, it was, first of all, it was a very abbreviated menu. and um, Well, still a very abbreviated menu. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't find yeah, we, the food we that we got bad, though. What happened to you? Well, let me tell you, a lot of this stuff is quite humorous, but I'll tell you, I, I ordered, I asked the waitress if we could get the crab cake entree in an appetizer portion. Uh-huh. And she said, oh, sure, no problem. So mm-hmm. 
course, when it arrived, it was not at an appetizer portion. It was the full entree. For not for not an appetizer price, I'm sure. Absolutely. $32 to be exact. I wow. thought that was a bit excessive. So uh, mm. I asked the guy working in there, I said, are you Merlin? He said, no, Merlin's in the kitchen. I said, well, could we get some plates for this crab mm. cake entree, not an appetizer? And he handed me the bread plate that was on the table and said, <laughs> use this. <laughs> bread plate? So anyway, that that was the start to the meal, and then I proceeded to order uh, the fish of the day, which I believe was puppy drum, uh-huh. yeah, which was which was good. But they were they had it on a bed of couscous with vegetables. So I said, "Can I do angel hair pasta instead of the couscous?" And she said, "Oh sure, but there's going to be an upcharge for that." <laughs> I said, "Okay, no problem." And then uh, my girlfriend ordered the filet but the filet actually was not a filet at all it was more like a tenderloin of beef uh-huh. and it was not cooked appropriately either so it was just kind of a comedy of errors so to speak and uh, do I you just know do you know it. merlin i don't know merlin okay. no where's okay, merlin see, this this none of this stuff um merlin's colorful how can I say? Merlin's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, would, I got that impression that Merlin is a, Merlin is a colorful character. The people working there certainly were. Yes, he Merlin yeah. is a colorful character. I think that is the um, the best way to say that. And, yeah. Okay. And none of what you're saying is surprising, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see. What happens there? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess my, I asked my girlfriend, I said, what do you give the over-under for this place? I said, I give it about three months. <laughs> well, well, they've already made it your... past three. They, it uh, was, uh... Well, I mean, three months from our meal, because it seemed like things were trending <laughs> downward. Oh, my. Uh, well, I'll tell you, we... Said uh, two months. First of all, we run into Merlin everywhere, okay? Merlin's yeah. been everywhere, okay? And... It, you know, he grew up in the um, in the the restaurant family of La Thai. And yeah, they talked about the Thai places on the West Bank. Yeah, they did talk about that. Yeah, did you meet him at all? No, we never you met never Merlin. Saw him. Okay. He the back of the I, I just thought for what we paid. I mean, we could have waited Emerald two weeks ago and paid about the same amount of money. Yeah, and that's true. Meal. And this was, that this doesn't was surprise more me money either. And a terrible meal, so. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me either. Anyway, um, it's no. going to be interesting. It's going to be mm-hmm. very, very interesting. Um, we uh, the reason I asked you if if there had been a change since Merlin. No. Because of the same thing that you just said, because Merlin doesn't no, stay any place Merlin. very Merlin long. Is, it uh-huh. says Merlin's on the menu. Then it say Dick and Jenny. <laughs> you, Merlin's on the menu. You did or not? No, they're not. They're, they didn't. You didn't see them there, did you? Merlin, uh, no, he, he it, was in the kitchen. Merlin, oh, he, Merlin. It says Merlin's on the menu. It doesn't say Dick and okay. Jenny. This says yeah, Merlin. Well, that's, yeah. Oh well. Uh-huh. Maybe they should just change the name to Merlin's. Yeah, hmm. that would be good because. Because then that would sort of be a harbinger, and Dick and <laughs> a then, harbinger for what? Then, <laughs> then Dick and Jenny's, um, you know, because Dick and Jenny's has had a nice reputation for a long time. You know, I, I will tell you this though: the food that we had in July. We I'm sorry, what? That's why we went because I had been 
Previously, yeah. they had a great, yeah. great field there. Yeah. And, and I think there's yeah. going to be a lot of that kind of experience happening. In our case, mm-hmm. we wound up there quite by accident because we had gone to um, – we were going to the uh, Michael Buble concert in July. And it was Tom mm-hmm. and my sister and me. And, um, and so we went to Bordeaux, but it happened to be Tales of the Cocktail Week. Uh-huh. And Bordeaux was closed for a private yeah. event for Tales of the Cocktail. So we just sort of like, mm-hmm. what can we do in this neighborhood and wound up at Dick and Jenny's? Because I had actually only been once since I've been hanging around with Dick Tom. and Jenny's slash Merlin's. Yeah. Well, it should really yeah. become Merlin's because that would be helpful. <laughs> that would be helpful okay. information. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. People, and and, and frankly, I'm surprised. Get Dick and Jenny and they get Merlin. Oh, wait, what? People <laughs> expect they're going to get Dick and Jenny, <laughs> but they get Merlin. I think maybe that's why it hasn't been changed. Because <laughs> well, if it had been changed, then it probably wouldn't have been uh, as busy in there as it was. <laughs> you know, I, uh, well, I picked up. I think word's getting around. It wasn't very busy. No, I know. It wasn't busy for us either. Look, I thought the food we had was not bad at all. Honestly, I thought the food we had was not bad at all. But it's. it's, I will uh, say the food that I had was pretty good. My girlfriend did not like her food. Yeah. What did did you have? I told you I got the. No, was that the tenderloin? Was yours the tenderloin? No, she had the tenderloin. She had the tenderloin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, it's just a forgettable night, but we did yeah, have fun. It, it happens, though, and you have to forgive yeah. them unless they're idiots about it. But uh, <laughs> also, I've I found uh, one other way to get around things like that to m- keep your mood in the wrong in the right direction, and that's uh, to have some halibut. Uh, <laughs> the the official. I knew that was coming. The uh, today is it's the. It's like I can I can see it like a crystal ball. Uh, in Halifax is where it's... Um, Wait, what? I thought you were going to tell me to drink heavily. Well, that too. And you know what? I should do that too, don't you think? I think I should yeah, start probably. drinking heavily. <laughs> All right, y'all have a good afternoon. Bye, Thank Marshall. You. Thank you. Thank See ya. You. It's the food oh, show. Man. Boy, we're having a great show so far oh, for, man, for man, not man. having done it's very much. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, but uh, it, well, give us a call. Why not? You know, we... Uh, uh, Bring this up every now and then. And if you don't, have, I'm going to start drinking heavily. Uh, yeah. uh, you can uh, you can get mm. a, the hang of listening to our program and also telling us stuff can about really, it. Can you really, though, Tom? Oh, can sure. Can you really get I'm the positive. hang of listening to oh, our program? Oh, yeah. Really? Absolutely true. Doug, do you think people yeah. can really get the hang I've, of listening to I've done it to too many program? times. So... Um, <laughs> Anyway, I have my serious doubts about that. Two six zero six three six eight is the number if you would like to chat with us mm-hmm. and <clears> give <throat> us restaurant reports like that one. Hopefully, not mm-hmm. like that one. No. I find that one amusing. Oh well, yeah, you know. It, I've run into Merlin enough in the course of the last ten years that I find that one. It's there amusing. a long time and uh, has added something to the city. I say. Well, what do you expect when it's National Bubble Wrap Day? There you go. <laughs> That's when you really start looking, and then you look away. Doug. Yeah. Doug. Yes. Do you know what I listen to all day long? Give me a break. Well, I, yeah, just another thing today. We can celebrate the uh, 225th anniversary of the 39th Mozart. birthday of Mozart. It's ah. Mozart Day. Who only lived till 35, so he never got to celebrate his 39th birthday. Mm-hmm. Mozart. Um, you know, Tom, I'll bet you... 
that Mozart yeah. was a uh, gourmet. Yes, he was. Because Mozart lived a life of frivolity and just a happy life full of people. Sounds good to me. Everywhere. Yeah, but he, the more uh, the better. He liked to eat undercooked pork. And mm. so he had a case of a little case of trichinosis. Oh, he mm. did? That's not what he died from though. They don't know what he died from, right? No, but he could have died from a number of different right. things because of his life of frivolity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so well put, Doug. It's almost as it's almost as um ginger as I just was with our first caller. Um Mozart uh had a a house that was very large and it was always filled with people and his in-laws lived with him and his dog named Gurkle <laughs> which looked like I've needed to have something that, in my that life. should be Gurkle? named Gurkle. How do you yes. spell that? I think it's G E R K E L. G E R A K L. He only worked when he had to, like when they were running out of money. Mm-hmm. He would, you know, sit down and knock out another symphony. So mm-hmm. I would imagine that um, Mozart lived a life of controlled because he was married with children and his in-laws lived with him, but controlled. Wanton licentiousness is that is that the way to say it? Yeah, well, you, you have to get the license for that. But yeah. the, once you've got that, you're ready to go. Anyway, I thought he was an extremely interesting character, mm-hmm. and um, and I, uh, I I'm fascinated by him. Anyway, but I would imagine, based on what I do know of him, and. Uh, Everything I've read, but also mm-hmm. I went to his house two years ago, and it was just the general feeling of the place and everything about him that implied that he uh, just pretty much had a 30-some-odd years of a very good time. Somebody uh, else must have said this at some time or other, but uh, he truly had music in his heart. Yes. Because he did it practically automatically and put right. out this endless stream of That's wonderful right. music uh, with no goofy stuff. Or it, well, just he was such whenever a challenge. Whenever he needed to, he would yeah. sit down and knock one out. I mean, just imagine yeah. he would sit down when money was tight and knock out one of those kinds of symphonies. I mean, just mm-hmm. imagine that. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight. I wonder what kind of food Mozart ate. I am sure. Uh, that um, I'm sure there were some schnitzels there for sure. He probably uh, went to some Schwarman Camille, garlic I, and sardines, which I didn't go no, to. No. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number you're listening to WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. Yeah. It's the food show on one hundred five point three FM HD two. I'm Tom Fitzmorris coming to you with uh, Marianne, who is uh, hi hi. Hey there. Why are you talking like that? <laughs> you know something? You sure are cute. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, today I want to yep. mention that at um, 530 this evening, mm-hmm. there will be an auction. Oh? Yes. Where will that be? 
at uh, at Galatoire's. At Galatoire's. For their Mardi Gras tables. This is oh, what the Galatoire's Foundation that, yeah. does. They've been doing that to for years. To raise money, which is a brilliant a idea. brilliant Kudos idea. Kudos to whomever came up with that. They've raised over two. Point two million dollars on Christmas and Mardi Gras tables uh, at Galatoire's. That starts tonight at five thirty at the restaurant. So yeah, it's really a brilliant idea because up until that time, there were people who wanted to get uh, a table for either Christmas or uh, believe it it's or a not, Friday before Christmas is a Chris- big deal, right? Uh, uh, also, uh, what what which one is the spook on? Uh, and the Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. And uh, and anyway, all of those w- wanted to get these great uh, tables. And you, the only way you could do it is to hire somebody to come and sit in front of the restaurant for two or three days to make sure you get. That was the only way they would do it. There was no line or anything like that. But they, uh, somebody in the organization got the idea, you know, this is ridiculous. Why don't we... Just asked them to auction them off, which is what they did. It was a huge success, brought in and still continues to bring in uh, lots and lots of, of money that goes to some uh, kids' a, charities. It's like and five others. or six different charities. Yeah, so it's, quite, it's yeah. a really good. They change a, them up every, every yeah, go-round. It's uh, the Roots of Music, Junior Achievement, Tom, ah, Big Sky Ranch, right off my Girls list. on the Run, uh-huh. Giving Hope, Bridge House, and Grace House and the New Orleans Ballet Association. Hmm. Those are the charities that will get the money from tonight's auction. Yeah, that's something to at see. Galatoire's. I've uh, I've seen it uh, I think three times uh, over the years, uh, and you know everybody in the place when when you go. Unless you just don't know anybody at all, you're going to walk in there and you're going to see people that you know and that you're going to like. Okay. In case you haven't gotten to know them first. Or, anyway. And then other things, well, let's just leave it there. All right. Mm-hmm. 2606368 is the number. You know, I was thinking more about poor Dick and Jenny's, who since the halcyon days of the 80s has just had kind of a rough time. So then yep, they, they were closed sure for did. Katrina, right? They closed after Katrina for a while, didn't they? And then they were purchased by another colorful character, Cristiano yep. down in Homa. Hmm. Uh, Cristiano's in Homa has been a a well-established, very well-regarded restaurant of fine dining in Homa. You know, Homa is a funny place, and I can't say I've gone there enough to give it any kind of uh, actual facts or anything. But they have, through their, their history, been a very good restaurant for a place that seems like it's out in the country. Well, they have the school there. What's the school at Nichols? There's the John Fulls Culinary is, that's, that's right there and, and, at Nichols. And Ruth, uh, Ruth Krill, wait, let's Fertel. start that up. Ruth Fertel uh, uh-huh. put up a lot of several millions yeah. to help that, uh, too. Yeah, so Talk about a great idea. some good food there. Yeah. So anyway, um, Cristiano's is good. And then, but Cristiano's, Cristiano is a very colorful character, his own self. Mm-hmm. And he came into the New Orleans market with the purchase of Dick and Jenny's and Martinique for a while. Oh, great restaurant, too. Long gone. And then Martinique was purchased by um, Nick. Wait. 
Oh, yes. you getting yes. that Nick too? Nick Lama. Nick Lama? Nick Lama from um, the Lama family, and it's now Avo, which has just undergone a mm. renovation that looks beautiful. We have not been there. Avo has just renovated? Just recently, yes. Oh, that's good news because yes. it was uh, I it liked needed. It. I always liked I it. I did too. I always liked uh, it. And especially the courtyard outside. Was, no, but that's was... been renovated into, and included. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's, first of all, it was a courtyard. Yep. And then it was a semi courtyard. It was a wall. And now it's fully incorporated into a dining room. Mm-hmm. We have to go back there. We're overdue to go back there. They have yeah. a good Valentine menu. We're going to post on a menu.com pretty soon. Yep. Anyway. Uh, so then Cristiano sold to Merlin mm-hmm. and Merlin, Mervin, I can't, <laughs> I think yeah, it's Mervin. It's, it's, it, it it's sounds Mervin. the same, Merlin's but the it guy isn't. with the sword yeah. and the stone, yeah. Mervin. And, uh, and so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an interesting trajectory over there at Dick and Jenny. Although I think that, uh, the food we had that night was not bad at all. Two six zero six three six eight. I can't ding, vouch ding, for ding, anything ding, ding. else happening there. Nothing else mm. happening there. Tom, it is National yeah. Chocolate Cake Day. Is it? Imagine that. And I have to say, I'm going to read you the diss that Tom. The you're going to read me the. Tom has never had a proper appreciation, in in my opinion. Tom does not have the proper appreciation for chocolate uh-huh. Uh-huh. that I think that he should. Oh, well, you know, people have been telling me that as long as I remember. Yes. But and so, I always say that this is uh, something that I do for the benefit of all the other people because most other people do like chocolate. So why should I get in their way by taking away some of their chocolate? Huh? Yes, but you do have this this sniveling Snotty. lip <laughs> of disdain about chocolate. Yeah. And I'm going to read directly from your almanac today. Right. Yeah, please. Regarding your your the women in your life and their appreciation for chocolate. Mhm. Today is National Chocolate Cake Day. It's no longer enough to make just chocolate cake anymore. It must be chocolate suicide cake or death by chocolate cake. <laughs> but that's true. Or you, better than sex chocolate that. cake. I guess that depends. Yeah. Anyway, isn't a good chocolate cake good enough? It seems essential now that it gives one a headache to be taken seriously. Although, Tom, it never gives me a headache because my body is used to that. Although it will not do that to serious lovers of chocolate. My wife and daughter, for example, recognize no limit to the richness of a chocolate cake. Mm. Mm-hmm. Chocolate cake's makeover came in the 90s with the advent of the flourless chocolate cake. It sure did. All of a sudden, <clears throat> every restaurant with a pastry chef was serving the new, shallow, intense dessert. And all of the uh, pastry chefs, too. I, yeah. I remember there was this, this explosion of uh, of. All kinds of, of pastries and everything else, but especially with yes. the, with the uh, Waiters spoke of it with a pride previously reserved only for one's newborn child. Yep. They made it seem like a magic trick. Not that magical. It's basically a chocolate mousse stiffened with an unusually large amount of eggs, then baked in a water bath so slowly that the egg foam dries out and hardens. Hmm. 
So, Tom, mm-hmm. we will eat your share yeah. of souffle cake. You which may. I just finished off one this morning. I hope you enjoyed and, it. Uh, we did. We mm-hmm. we very much did. And I almost was it a sweet chocolate? Was it a, a cho- uh, bitter chocolate? We don't chocolate? do sweet chocolate. We do the bitterest possible chocolate yeah. mm-hmm. because you know it's kind of like a drinker that looks down on anything that isn't the highest quality mm-hmm. of whatever alcohol it is that they like. We like our chocolate very dark. And what's it to you, Tom? That's <laughs> all I have to say. Mm. We don't complain about you and your custards or you How and your new thing with your toast and your maple syrup. Yes, you, you heard that right. Mm. Um, we don't complain about that. So leave us alone with our chocolate, Tom. Okay. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. National Chocolate Cake Day. Yeah. And uh, it's a... a, a a, a relaxed day today over here at the food show, uh, and it's good to be here anyway because, uh, you know, the weekend is a full almost the week here. I know it just came up, but uh, what the heck. Uh, we'd love to hear from you at 260-6368. We have had uh, for the last several, last several uh, days, we've had a lot of people come by on the show or call in who have... Uh, problems <clears throat> keeping their throats clear because everybody in the city or maybe even a, everybody in the state has had in some, the whole world the whole world you think <laughs> well no i'll t- i'll buy into that that's uh, everybody's <laughs> hacking it up my apologies you know? <clears throat> to everyone whose path i have crossed in the last week oh well hey doug do you want us to get a grammy gift bag of snacks what It'll go to you. We've been we've been offered a gift bag of Grammy snacks. A little late, I have to say. Pepperidge Farm dark chocolate Milano's, Sweeties cake bunt cakes, Fast Bar, a Mad Mac macaron, Owen protein drinks, and a Prince of Peace ginger honey crystal, and more. Hmm, boy, you think you got enough no going Biscoff, on there? No Biscoff, Tom. No Biscoff, my, no. but it's it's in here. We should protest that your your Grammy gift bag does not have Biscoff. Yes, yeah, well, I know it's I, in there, Tom. I shouldn't have said that because now you're going to start talking about your your stupid keys. <laughs> anyway, two six zero six three six eight. If you like to chat with us on Saturday. We went to Audubon Park. Yeah? What part? And it was cold. Oh, it's been and cold. And it was early. And we ate 14 gumbos. Imagine 14 that. 14 gumbos. We will write about were. this later. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting to watch people at a gumbo cook-off. This was the crew of Tucks. Um also for charity, children's charities, the crew of Tucks, Umbrella Walk, and Gumbo Gras. Hmm. A lot going on there. Yes. Where was that taking place? That was at Audubon Park on Saturday, and ah. Tom and I uh, ate a lot of gumbo that day. And I will tell you more about it when we come back. But let's go ahead and take a break since we're right at a break. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. You're listening to WWL. 105.3 FM HD2. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. I'm happy to be here, but I'm just as happy uh, to have Marianne he- here also. I and, huh? am so you are happy 
You're happy? To be here too, Tom. Gosh, I am as well. How did we swing that happiness? Happy to be here with you. Ah, well. And you listeners, 260-6368 if you would like to chat Mm. with us. Okay, I have two words. Crispy (laughs) rice. Crispy rice. And what do we do with it? Well, that's the good question. Do you eat it or not? Crispy rice. The reason I ask this question is that uh, last night I decided to to make food at home. This was one of my New Year's resolutions that we're going to eat more at home. Yeah. Hmm. So it was cold. I didn't feel like going out. So I took this ground meat that we used at New Year's that Mary Lee made a spaghetti sauce out of, but there was a whole lot of it left. And I did pretty much the same thing I did New Year's Eve, which was I put it in an iron skillet with all kinds of vegetables, and then I slipped it in the oven and roasted it. And I didn't even Mm -hmm. bother to particularly defrost it. This is really sad. It gives us a bad name. But anyway, uh, I did put wine in it. Oh, did you? Yeah. And then I decided I was going to make some brown rice because I felt like eating some brown rice. So Mm -hmm. I did that. And so today... I was hungry at lunch, and I knew I wasn't going to get lunch anywhere. So I threw some of that rice into a pan with some chicken and some leftover broccoli from last night. And I made like a stir fry with it, but I let it stick. And the rice became that that crispy rice. Now, crispy rice that has already been cooked, is this, I like. Is this the kind of rice that we, we grow all around Louisiana that has yeah, unusual? Rice. Popcorn brown but rice. Among others, yeah. That's, I, mean, I don't uh, know if it's this technically popcorn rice. Yeah. It's, it's the Rouse version of brown rice. Wonderful aroma. Well, it didn't really have a wonderful aroma because no? it was leftover broccoli, which oh. does not have all that wonderful aroma. Leftover but my broccoli. point is that I had the rice in a pan and I let it stick Mm -hmm. and then I scraped it up and it became crispy rice and I know that I've seen crispy rice actually being served in restaurants around town so this crispy rice is not to be confused with rice that is not cooked enough which is terrible but crispy rice would be rice that is already cooked and then reheated and kind of crisped up and i kind of like that does anybody else like crispy rice like that i uh, i like it because it? i like the way it smells it has a unique yeah it does uh, aroma. Actually. and it that's does. it's that's where they get that uh, uh um popcorn aspect of it because it, it has that aroma yeah it does i have to yeah, say i love it and and you know we we then tend to think of uh louisiana as being a place where oysters and crawfish and all of that are found as Which well as true. yeah and uh uh-huh. you you also well, find great rice in southwest louisiana th- that's what i was leading up to we have this great rice there's huge uh-huh. amounts of it uh all around the southern half of louisiana and uh, it can stand up to the uh, the rice served anywhere in the world, pretty much, I'd say. And My he... very first college boyfriend was yeah. from a what rice... What was his name again? A rice farming dynasty in southwest Louisiana. I had no idea how much money that made. Mm. 
It wasn't a long one, but anyway. <laughs> 260. Could be worse. 6368. <laughs> so back to the gumbos. So we tasted 14 gumbos. This was my first um, actual judging of something. It's a daunting prospect. Oh, I'll say. <laughs> the, the, the one that, that, that we were working with really? was uh, just, well, we, you couldn't get your head around it. Well, it, it was it was I 14, couldn't. and then in addition to the 14 different gumbos, there were six categories per gumbo. So there was aroma, taste, aftertaste, consistency, um, presentation. It was it was it was high stress. It was mm. high stress, especially when the gumbo started backing up like Lucy in the chocolate factory. It was very high stress. Um, anyway, there was this one gumbo that it was the first one actually that we got, and it was really the best presentation by far. It was a gumbo that was piled so high with extra seafood. That there was really no need to eat the gumbo. There were four fried oysters on it, about six giant crab claws around the edge of it, holding in the fried oysters. Mm-hmm. And then there was a ton Boiled of Boiled crabs, too. They had some, like... Yeah, they had, they had that. It was, it was a lot of shell, stuff. I, yeah. wish, I wish I had the... Um, you know, the proper utensils and also the time to do that. But there wasn't any time because there were 14. Did I mention 14 gumbos to taste? Anyway, I think we messed it up. But um, but the winner was a rabbit and venison sausage gumbo mm. that we thought was pretty good. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. You know what just struck me, though, is the degree to which the gumbos... The recipes were all pretty much the same. Yeah, there's I a noticed. lot of sameness. And and some of those items were really unusual in that they uh, involved some other things that uh, tend not to pop anywhere else. Uh, there was a crawfish and alligator. I I was looking for one. that and I never got a chance to taste it. Um, and there was uh, and there was the rabbit and the venison sausage and all the rest of them fell within a range of chicken andouille, duck andouille, mm-hmm. and that was pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they had a couple of seafoods in there. Mm-hmm. But um, but that was, like I said, that was a learning experience for me. I, uh, I, I found it quite intimidating to have all those gumbos staring, staring at me. You know what, just something, <laughs> I, I've been talking about this uh, on the air for <clears throat> a couple of months or so, maybe longer than that. Uh, but I keep seeing it. Here you have a, a cup of gumbo, and it has kind of an, uh, a, a, a citrusy kind of quality, kind of a, an acidic at the beginning, and then citrus like an orange or a, or a lemon or something like that actually squeezed in there. And then you, you eat it, and it there is a sameness there that kind of takes you. You know, here I am eating this, and now there's another piece, and it looks totally different except you put it in your mouth, and it's the, almost identical to the one you just finished. And I'm seeing that not just in gumbo, but in a whole lot of other recipes around uh, wherever you live. Well, I decided that the um, 
Yeah, that time too. Gumbo, I remember all about it. I won't say gumbo is best left to professionals, but mm. you can definitely tell the difference yeah, in a professional can. gumbo and a gumbo cook-off gumbo. I think. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, that I, that's certainly been true of this issue <clears throat> that we're talking but, about. But uh, I was I enjoyed being there. It was really fun. It was a great event. It was a lovely family event. Next year, I highly recommend it. Um, I watched a couple of uh, booths where they were making a roux. I was absolutely riveted by this one guy who actually is the one that won um, mm-hmm. making he, a roux. He's the one that won? Yeah, making a roux and just watching the roux get darker and darker. I have decided that I don't make gumbo roux the way I used to because I don't use canola oil. Um, so this last time I made one, I tried with um, butter, and I felt like there was no chance of getting it to be a dark roux because the butter does not cooperate. We we went to this party. If anybody knows this guy, Tony is his name. Or Tony, if you're listening. Um, we went to this party a couple of years in a row, uh, which is sort of crafted. It's a Christmas party. And it's sort of crafted around this, the host's chicken andouille gumbo. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful house. They have an outdoor pool with a kitchen out there, and they have the gumbo set up out there. And um, I mean, there's other food, but it, it's featured. The gumbo is the feature, and uh, you, and and but there's no roux in it. There's no roux in it at all. And I thought, oh, well, how good can that be? It doesn't have ruin it. It was delicious. The gumbo was absolutely delicious. It was a very light. I mean, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a dark brew. Uh, dark roux. Uh, it was. It was light in both color and also in um, substance. It was light, but it was loaded with flavor and absolutely irresistible. Do you remember that that gumbo at uh, uh-huh. at the house uptown? Yeah. It, it, but there was a sharpness to everything. I keep coming back to that. But yeah. it, it's it's interesting, and uh, it it really brings a only to Tom, I think. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Go ahead, Tom. I, it's just this uh, consistency of uh, the the ideas of having this kind of a citrus uh, a citrus beginning and it's just uh, I, I it's not bad but I sit there wondering why is that made that way that doesn't seem natural to me and yeah, it still I think doesn't most people but, are sitting there wondering what the hell is he talking about yeah well you know <laughs> uh, there there are some I people I didn't taste have, any citrus in the gumbo folks no? just so you know no? yeah okay. yeah 2606368 is the number you're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Today is also the birthday of Skitch Henderson. Skitch Henderson, what an interesting guy. He was the original um uh band leader, band leader on Johnny Carson. <laughs> and then he uh then he left uh the the Gulf Coast, no, the uh the uh New York scene. New York scene, exactly. Actually, Johnny left the New York scene and Johnny moved Ca- out to Burbank. Beautiful yeah. downtown yeah. Burbank, but Skitch did not. That's right, yeah. And they they had this um 
sort of a resort that was concentrated on uh, wintertime, really, more than anything. Anyway, it was an interesting book. It had a lot of good recipes in it, and I bought it, and every time we get into the Christmas season, yeah. I know that's over now. I was just, I keep flipping and saying, gosh, this sounds good. I can't get rid of the Christmas tree. It sits there. Yeah. I think I'm going to take all the ornaments off and just leave the twinkly lights and just leave it up forever because <laughs> it was a beautiful oh, well, tree. And I somebody really will it. come to get it. I one like of it. These days. Now, um, yeah. Skitch Henderson was Johnny Carson's first band leader. Mm-hmm. And then I think he was followed by Doc Severinsen. Yep. He was there and for then, pretty much the rest of the duration. Well, at that. that point, Pete Fountain, who was a good friend of Doc Severinsen, he was, in there often. was there a lot. Yep. Right? Yeah. 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 So it was kind of like there were different people. And our own Pete Fountain found himself on the West Coast hanging out with Doc Severinsen for, uh, for the remainder of the tenure of Doc Severinsen on the Johnny Carson show, the Tonight Show. Uh, I'm, I'm not trying to play a can you top this game because it's not because that's kind of silly. But anyway, uh, Johnny Carson, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Pete Fountain was a frequent visitor to Johnny Carson's show. I remember seeing him on there numerous times. And then they everything got ro- uh, rotated out and you know, uh, with uh, uh, Doc Severinsen? Doc Severinsen taking over and a couple uh-huh. of other things. and uh, I think Pete so, was actually sort of like the guest oh, he, band he, leader a he, couple of times. He, he was. And, yeah, like uh, he was gone, he would take a So try. he, uh, Pete Fountain called up uh, the Tonight Show uh, people who uh, organized this and uh, schedule all the, the musicians and uh, and uh, Pete Fountain told me that uh, he he kept calling them, and they and he would get responses from uh, the people over at the uh, Johnny Carson's place. Uh, what's your name and what is your act? Uh-huh. And he said, if they don't know who I am and what I do, uh, I don't think they're going to like me. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was a great guy. You ever remember? Did very you ever nice talk to him? Guy, yes. He, very, uh, very nice. He used to guy. call me yeah, uh, so uh, fairly often. And, uh, and what was his place on the Gulf Coast? He had a place on the Gulf he, Coast, a restaurant. It was, it was a hot Gulf. dog stand. Ah, uh, okay. I, I'm not kidding. No, he, I know. I think that was yeah. He called me once and he said, "Why don't you come out to the uh, Gulf Port?" I think. No, it was not it was Gulf, the Gulf Port. Coast. It was Bay St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, that's it. As a matter of fact, it was very close to the actual bay. Yeah. And I don't remember the name of it. Does anyone remember the name of uh, Pete Fountain's hot dog stand? It, it was it right across a, it, from St. Stanislaus. It was a funny, funny name. As I remember. Uh, I don't remember the name, though. It was, uh, gosh, I wish I could remember. It had something to do with pot, uh, hot dogs. Uh, no, it was Hamburg. a hot dog stand. Yeah, yeah. It was a hot dog If I recall and correctly, bees, it and, was a hot dog stand and a cup custard place. Oh, well, that's right up my alley. Yes. Yeah. Does anybody remember this? It was like a frozen custard and hot dog stand because he lived over there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I don't know where he lived, but I know that the hot dog stand was across Highway yeah. 90 from St. Stanislaus. Right, on the lake side. On, well, on, on the I inland know. side. I don't know. Yeah, 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 I guess. The bay side. Yeah. The anyway, bay side, exactly. 260-6368 is the number if you know the answer to this or any question 
that we can't remember, that would be lovely if Pete, you give us a call. Uh, hmm? Pete had given me some grief every now and then in a joshing kind of way. Uh-huh. Uh, the music that we used to go from uh, this part of the program and this part of the, you've you've heard it before. Yeah. Uh, you know, <clears throat> Doug, can you give us a little a splat a little splatter of. Uh, Holiday for strings. <clears throat> of uh, um, holiday for strings. Holiday for strings would be good. Well, what 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 was he joshing you about? Uh, well, he figured here he is a New Orleans, uh-huh. solid Icon, New Orleans, yes. uh, uh, from New Orleans, yeah, uh, famous for his uh, his capability uh, with a musician, and uh, he uh, he he said, you know, uh, I do this too. Well, you've been running this on my show, on your show for a long time. Maybe you might think about putting some Dixieland jazz on that. And I said, you know, that is kind of embarrassing for me not to have ever asked him to come in and spend the show with us. We, I never did. I don't. And I, I should have. Shame on you, Tom. I know. I feel terrible about it. Yes. Uh, but what a nice Can't guy. I mean, just a totally yeah. nice guy. Uh, oh, well, he was probably yeah. on the West Coast anyway. I mean... Mm. I don't know. Maybe, you know what? Maybe he would have said, maybe his office would have said to you, who are you and what is your talent? Yeah, that's that's (laughs) he he, that's what he told me. They said he spent a lot of his time out on the West Coast in the big leagues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, he was one of the real people. Also, Thomas Edison's first patent. Well, that should put light on the subject. Uh-huh. <laughs> Think about it. And and you have something interesting about oh, that. That yeah. Antoine's, Two Jacks, Brunnings, and other restaurants were open before the light bulb existed. Think about that. Isn't that funny? It is. And that that's also I mean, true. It's kind of daunting to think about that. That's that's also true of neon signs, which began in uh, in um, France at a at a date. That you would not believe it's so early. It's it seems impossible that the neon it, signs neon predated. Signs. They wouldn't have predated Edison, would they? Uh, probably not. But I remember it. Uh, it uh, celebrated something pretty. I mean, everything pretty over there predated yeah. everything yeah, over it here, could be. obviously. Yeah. So maybe yeah. neon signs. Neon I signs. I like right. neon signs. Yeah, who would have thought? I definitely. Like those Dixie beer neon signs. Anybody go over the weekend to Dixie, the new, the new location mm. of Dixie beer? I got Wonder another card with information about it. If anyone actually went over to that, they did open officially to the public on Saturday, mm. and I was. Uh, Is it free? No, because most most breweries they actually give away free beer. Well, they might. I don't know about the beer, but, um, you know, that's a good question, Tom. I well, know. you know, that's why I do this, is to ask yeah, a, good a good question once in a while. I guess, yeah. I guess we could find that out. Let's Wait, try uh, to find you, that out at the 4 o'clock hour. Drake. Drake. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope he's not Wait, mad at us. Hi, Drake. <laughs> Drake. Uh, I've, I, I've, t- t- tell me your last name again. Morvant. Morvant. Uh, yeah. Uh, I Are remember. you mad at us, Drake? Hello. Do you, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, we can hear yes. you perfectly. Come, come on in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm fiddling with the phone dials. Uh, Marianne and Tom. Uh, first of all, I want to apologize that I did not get a chance to come over and say hello and thank you for judging the gumbo at our gumbo Graw for the Tux Charitable Foundation and our Umbrella Walk. 
uh, I'm somewhere between vice president of the of the foundation and the general janitor intern. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we had an overload of participation and registrants. We ran out of bowls, spoons, umbrellas. Uh, we were scrambling, pulling from here and pulling from there, and it it was a crazy day, but it was wonderful. And we thank y'all so much for giving the time and the enthusiasm y'all did to judge all the gumbos. I hope you had as much fun oh, as we did. We, we you know, thank it's, you if, I, if I may uh, just jug this in here, uh, what I love about events like that is that, uh, I, as you might guess if you know anything about me at all, uh, I'm, I'm pretty uh, up in front about uh, when, the, what people say, you know. And uh, uh, whenever uh, I go to something like this especially, uh, there's like 35 people right there that are Jesuits. So, so I, you know, I, I get them. And then here's a, a, a group of uh, seven, and every one of them has who been— Who are not Jesuits. Who are not <laughs> Jesuits and, you know, who, uh, you know, have other connections. But uh, I felt like I knew everybody who was there. It was a great event. Really look forward to it next time. I'm so excited that you did so well. Uh, really happy about. Well, that. I had something. I we, need to do we something. We were terrible yeah. judges, though, just between us. Just no, that, I, you know what the problem is? Is the, the uh, trying to figure out how to to do the all the the. It was daunting. It was tough. Yeah, it, it, it needs daunting. to be thought through a couple. There of were times. very yeah. very good uh, offerings there and very serious presentations. It was a lovely event, and and thank you for mm. inviting us. Yeah, yeah, man. You know. I think I sampled two gumbos, and uh, one of them I saw one one group had potato salad with their gumbo. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that's in in Cajun country. <laughs> they do that all over. Yeah. Anyway, we oh, have yeah. to go. Uh, we're up at the top of the hour, uh, Drake. But thank you very much well, for calling, and thank you for inviting us. And uh, I'm sorry we messed I up. So bad. <laughs> and I hope we can get together and discuss that. Thank you. Yeah, well, uh, it, it worked on ours and very well, and uh, so I'm all, always game for that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.